Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers. And I'm Andrea Willits. Together, we're disrupting the trance of unworthiness and guiding women to reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Today I'm flying solo. This is Andrea, and I am going to be talking about Sorry No More. This is a conversation about helping women to stop apologizing for their lives. Stay tuned for Revealing More. Hey there, I'm Andrea Willits here today, and I'm on my own. And I want to talk today about a topic that is near and dear to my heart in a kind of twisted way. It's about over-apologizing for our lives. I did a piece of work several years ago that was born out of a leadership program I had done through the Coaches Training Institute, CTI, And it's called Sorry No More. And what is deeply personal about it for me is that when I was a little girl, from the time I can remember being that little girl, I profusely apologized. I said, I'm sorry. Sorry for getting in the way. Sorry for saying the wrong thing. Sorry for taking up too much space. Sorry for being too giggly. Just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so I recognized in my earlier adult years how I was this apology addict and how it was really just wreaking havoc in my life and how small I was making myself by over-apologizing. And, you know, here's the thing, ladies, really... You know, in our culture, I'm sorry can be used as excuse me, right? It's acceptable. It's understood. But where I start to get really particular about the overuse of that and why I recommend using, say, excuse me instead of I'm sorry is because the I'm sorry has become so rampant and so comfortable in substituting things that are far less comfortable. So what I mean by that is I'm sorry can be the camouflage for a deeper conversation that's actually really wanting to happen. It's can be the camouflage for vulnerability. We can say, I'm sorry, just to diffuse an upset or to diffuse someone else that is upset or you know has a propensity for getting flared up and angry, confrontational. So I'm sorry starts to become this salve that we use versus what I'm truly sorry means and when it is most poignant to actually 
use that apology, right? So you can see where it starts to lose its intention. It starts to e- actually erode our self-worth and it loses its its meaning. So think about even when you woke up this morning, walking out the door, did you say, I'm sorry to your kid because you couldn't make them lunch or you're sorry to your partner because you can't pick up the dry cleaning or you're going to be late. You're sorry to the dog, to the bird, the cat, right? We sorry ourselves into a heap of self-loathing. So I'm going to share with you some personality types, personality apology types that I've coined through the years. I'm going to start with one that I can most relate to. Her name is Polly People Pleaser. (laughs) So Polly is an apology addict and she has to please everyone. And so the apology that lives in her is when she isn't able to please everyone and please everyone at the same time, right? She tends to be an emotional contortionist. She's an acrobat in her capabilities, and she's a pleaser. So she de-selfs, right? She loses herself. The de-self is that eroding of self throughout her day, and she is exhausted by the end of the day. Then there's a doormat Dorothy, And she's someone that just, again, does things for others, just lays herself out as that doormat for others at the expense of herself and her well-being. Notice there's a common theme here. There's a codependence here as well, right? So at the cost of myself, you get to walk all over me. I will not dare to have an opinion in order for you to like me. Yeah, right? How about Nitsy Nancy? The apology in Nitsy Nancy is this kind of aggressive, passive-aggressive, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's that place where you're not going to win with Nitsy Nancy. And the apology that lives in there lives on both the passive-aggressive Nitsy Nancy where... She's not actually saying what she wants to say out loud. And so she's so filled with frustration and anger and resentment that she's going to make you sorry for it, right? Then there's controlicious. Controlicious, well, she's a control freak. (laughs) She manipulates with an apology so that she can feel in control. Right? So again, just notice these different types of apologies that they're very seductive. There's the shamed Shanna who carries her shame, you know, wherever she goes, like a cloak. And she's a master at disguising her own painful humiliation. And then there's guilty Gertrude who wrestles with guilty conscience because she feels guilty for 
crimes she's committed that no one knows about. She feels guilty for not being enough. She feels guilty for not being perfect. Not being perfect. And then there's the victimized Vicky. She relies on the outside world to define her, to determine if she's enough. She gives her a power away at every turn. And she always feels disappointed and victimized. And notice how these personality types can actually dance with one another and feed one another. And honestly, sometimes I had days where I would bounce from Polly to Nitsy Nancy to Lifeboat Lucy to Shane Shanna, right? Like, I'm sure there are many of you out there that can relate to more than just one. So this is a, uh, a really deeply personal piece of work for me and an awakening and why it is so, so important for me to be able to bring this to women and make them aware of, of this disservice that we do to ourselves. I want us to, to really consider what's, what's at risk every time we carelessly throw out, I'm sorry. The way we minimize ourselves, we de-self, we disappear. And here's, here's the other cost is that it costs us the emotional intimacy in our relationships. And what I mean by that is when we say, I'm sorry, instead of what is truly wanting to be said out loud, what is truly wanting to be lived out loud, we miss the opportunity to deepen the relationship with someone that matters. And I'm guessing the reason why we do it is because we're so afraid that person will not meet us there or might get angry or might be hurt. But here's the truth in it is that if we don't believe enough in ourselves and what we deserve and believe in what they deserve and what they can handle in our honesty, our relationship is literally based on an illusion, on nothing. There's no foundation there, no honest foundation. So I, I want to give you an example of, of what I'm talking about. Some of you out there that have seen my show have heard me tell this story, and it, it never gets old. It, it has to do with my mom and I. And my mom was recovering from breast cancer, and I, I live in Connecticut, and I was driving up to Maine because she was living in Damariscotta at the time. 
and it was her first week home from the hospital. And so I was going up there to spend the weekend with her and help her out. So it's Saturday morning and mom has a list of errands that we need to do. And we hop in the car and our first stop is the bookstore. And she has some books to drop off. And I said, "Uh, mom, you know, shall I hop out and do that? And she was like, sure, that would be great. Thanks so much. So off I go, drop off the books, come back. And she was like, thank you so much. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, to make you have to run around like that. And I'm like, oh gosh, mom, no problem. Then we're off to Louis Doe's, which is a garden center to get some mulch because we want to plant some bulbs. It's springtime. We hop out of the car and she needs some bags of mulch. So I'm grabbing them and hauling them out. And she's, she's just standing there looking at me and When we're finished, we get in the car and she said, you know, oh, you must think I'm just such a sludge. I'm sorry I couldn't even help you with the bags. And I'm like, mom, please, no, no worries. It's all good. She said, no, really, I'm just so sorry. And I'm like, mom, I am so happy I can be here to help you. So now we're going on to the fish market to get some fish and I'm able to pull up curbside and yeah, cod would be good. Mom wants some cod. So I'm like, shall I run in? And she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. Great. Thank you. So I run in and get the fish. And when I come out, she is profusely apologizing again. I'm so sorry. I can't even get out of the car to get the fish. And I'm like, mom, it's okay. Please stop apologizing. And I'm starting to get a little irritated here, right? Because I'm like, cheesy peasy. I just, you know, I came up here to help, help out my mom and, you know, she can't stop apologizing. And I just, you know, I can tell she's, she's a little bit of actually Nitsy Nancy's coming in too, right? Cause she's, she's irritated. And so I'm getting a little irritated. And so we have one more stop. We have to go to the drugstore and I pull into the parking lot And she is on a continued rant now of, yes, you can go in the drugstore, but again, I'm such a slouch and make sure that you give them this card and don't get it. I should really come in, but, and I'm like, mom, whatever you, nope, nope, I won't come in, but make sure you get it right. And oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And on and on and on. And now I'm actually ticked off. I'm in my own like story of why can't she just let me help her? And all of a sudden I just, we're still sitting in the car, right? And I I look over at her And I catch myself being the victim here. And I look at her, and she's continuing, by the way, on her apology rant. And it all of a sudden hits me. And what comes in is she's scared. Underneath all of this apologizing, she's scared. 
and I'm going to talk through my tears here because it gets me every time when I talk about this piece, but my mom is such a matriarch and she's just, just this really powerful, independent woman. And my dad had died several, several years earlier and, you know, they lived in each other's hip pocket and she has just persevered and a mother of nine children and she's, she's truly a force to be reckoned with and rarely shows vulnerability and damned if she was in this moment, right? So I reach over and I take her home, her hand and I, I say, mom, this must be so scary for you. And I think my words took her by such surprise, she just could not even speak. And then she just started nodding her head. And the tears came. It was, it was, honestly, it was such an honor to have her share with me this, this vulnerable moment and her deepest fear. And she said, I am I am scared to death and I'm so frustrated. I'm scared I'm going to get sick again and that I can't do these everyday things for myself. And I just said, I can't even imagine. I said, and I want to follow, follow your guidance here. I don't want to make you feel that you're incapable. So show me, show me how to be with you. And uh, I have to say that was a major groundbreaking revelation for me and my mom that from, from then on, it really was, it was a, a huge shift, a game changer in our relationship. Mom went on to live for several more years and it, it was different after that. She would share more of her vulnerability. She, she even let me wash her hair. Just these tender, tender things that humans can do for one another, right? But without her feeling like she was incapable she started to open herself up to receive. And instead of me taking care of her, I was caregiving. I was giving her care. So this is what became possible when we stopped to look what was underneath the apology for both of us. This is where I invite us to go. You know, and, and it works in all areas of our life. It can work in the home with the kids. It can work with a friend in our jobs. It's like dare to speak what's underneath the apology. Such a gift. Ooh, yeah, such a gift. So it's in relationship, right, where, where the true grit in our lives exist. And this grit's that, that stuff that makes us feel so alive and that we belong. So 
another, you know, interesting place to look as far as like what an apology is truly about and the honoring that we do for another when we truly apologize is something to really pause and consider. So I got, you know, really curious about that. And, and so I Googled, I Googled, you know, apology. And so the, the guideline for a proper apology came up. And the definition, which is feeling or expressing sympathy, pity, or regret. Here's the guideline for a proper apology. A proper apology should always include a detailed account of the situation, acknowledgement of the hurt or damage done. Ooh, I really love that one, right? Acknowledgement of the hurt or damage done. So this is weighted, right? This is where we get to actually speak to, wow, this is what I'm actually apologizing for. I love that. And then taking responsibility for it, for the situation. And taking recognition of your role in the event. I mean, right, there's some really detailed accountability here. I love it. Then there's a statement of regret. So that gets you thinking, like, why am I so sorry? And then asking for forgiveness. I love that. So it's not just, I'm so sorry for offending you. There's the, and will you actually forgive me for it? And I guess this is where we have to really practice that the answer could be, no, I can't forgive you right now. That someone may hear your apology, but they're actually not ready to forgive you. Has any, have any of you, you know, experienced that? Yeah. And then there's the promise that it won't happen again. Ooh, the promise that it won't happen again. That's a steep hill right there, isn't it? I think there's things that I've apologized for that, that I, I could say, I promise it won't happen again. But I also, as I'm thinking about it and thinking that, I don't know if I can make that promise with some things that I've apologized for simply because I have found myself apologizing for, for the same hurt that I've caused in the past. You know, what comes to mind maybe is when I've raised my voice, I've yelled at my kids. I got to apologize for that a few times. Yeah. And I think the promise has been, I'm, I'm going to continue to work on this, right? And then the final one, I love this one, a form of restitution if possible, right? A form of restitution. Hmm. Yeah. So 
right? That apology could sound something like if I put it into a story and I try to hit each one of these bullets for the guideline of a proper apology. It might sound something like to acknowledge I acknowledge I did indeed put my fanny in your face and I take full responsibility. I recognize my clumsiness and fully regret the embarrassing incident. Please forgive me. I promise it won't happen again. I do believe my bodacious derriere is worth a pretty penny and when I make it, I will surely pay it forward to you. Wow. So. That right there, tongue-in-cheek, a little fun, right? But there's some, some serious reckoning there, right? And this is the other piece I love about this guideline for a proper apology, is that there's never, I'm sorry, in it. The whole piece is the apology. There's, I acknowledge, there is, I take full responsibility, there is, I recognize, and there is, I regret, and there is, please forgive me, and I promise, and I will pay it forward to you. Wow. So that's where we get to really consider when I say I'm sorry. Is it because I'm needing to give a true apology? Or am I just using I'm sorry in a way to avoid something else? Or am I just saying it so mindlessly now because it's my go-to instead of honoring myself with, oh, excuse me, or I would like to take this opportunity, or I am going to take this opportunity. You know, it's the woman on the, on the airplane right, sitting in the middle seat between two gentlemen. And she is making herself as tiny as possible, right? Like picture her pulling her elbows into her sides, right? Like they're pinned there. She's just making herself as small as possible. And God forbid if her elbow slips and she accidentally nudges the elbow that is well established on that armrest. Oh, I'm sorry. This is an area where, honestly, we can really learn from the men in our life, from the masculine in our lives. They, they do not over-apologize. I think it's very rare that you would find a man that over-apologizes. That masculine energy, 
It has a wisdom. They model for us something very healthy here. This is something that, that we have conditioned ourselves in. It was conditioned from our mothers and our mothers' mothers and our mothers' mothers and on and on. And this is something that I think now that we really want to consider breaking this habit and this way of existing, coexisting, so that our daughters learn that they don't need to sorry themselves in their lives. They don't need to to erode their self-worth, to give themselves away with over-apologizing. The world is begging for our divine feminine wisdom to grab that bar that, that's being held higher for us to step into that power of knowing and deserving and modeling for our sisters and our daughters. Really, really wake up and be so aware of the, the disservice and what it's costing us. Really notice it. So this overuse of I'm sorry is the replacement for the real conversation. You know, I keep going back to that, right? The I'm sorry to smooth things over, to shut someone down or shut someone up for that matter. It, it's avoiding your truth for fear of seeming too needy, demanding, bitchy, too sensitive, not being liked, and most importantly, not being loved. We all want to be loved and belong. So this sorry no more is, is really vulnerable business. And we avoid it. Here's the truth. Is that if we dare to be vulnerable, if we dare to look at what's underneath the apology that's wanting to be lived out loud, there is where the magic lies. There is where possibility exists and strength. This is where the relationship has the capacity to deepen, to experience one another in a truly open, honest, more connected way. That's what's possible when we dare to get vulnerable and not cover it all up with, I'm sorry. I want to share with you a, a poem before I close today. There'll be lots more conversation around Sorry No More. But for today, I just want to 
end with this poem called Sorry No More. I'm sorry for being too young, too old, too small, too big, for being beautiful, bold, wild, sexy. I'm sorry for being quiet, smart, shy, intuitive, fabulous. I'm sorry for not doing enough, doing too much, not being enough, being too much. I'm sorry for my health, my cancer, my wealth, my poverty, my pregnancy, infertility, my PMS, all my femaleness. I'm sorry for my strength, my weakness, my sensitivity, intensity, emotion, the inconvenience of it all. I'm sorry for my vulnerability to love, to hate, my human mess, bleeding tears on the floor. I've made myself so small. Stop. Be still in all of it. I lay down my shame. Surrender my soul. I'm sorry no more. So when you hear somebody, a sister, a mother, an auntie, a friend, a daughter, say, I'm sorry, if it's not that true apology, just remind her with sorry no more. And take great care of your own heart and dare to speak to what's underneath the sorry to revealing more in celebration of our podcast launch andrea and i would like to extend a special offer for 100 dollars off our loving yourself well e-course please go to jointherevelation.com and enter podcast 100 at the checkout We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.